It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. It's the first day of November. Alrighty, this is it. I'm still working on like March. I haven't made it to November yet, but here we go, sliding right through it. Next, you know, Thanksgiving's going to be rolling along. Morning, everybody. It's a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. One of the stories I'm going to talk about a little bit later on this morning did some research based on something I talked about yesterday. A little bit of research, and it didn't take much to find. Despite all of the efforts to reach what uh, some are calling net zero, the world is actually using more coal, gas, and oil than ever. Even our governor wants Wyoming to reach some kind of a net zero thing. We're using more coal, gas, and oil than ever, not less. I'll get into that later this morning and how the whole wind and solar and electric car industries are just really not doing well. But first... For those of you getting up early in the morning and going to work, this next person, I don't, I'm not going to pick on her, but she's going to annoy you. Hang on. Here we go. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. Dave. Having an interesting conversation with Miss Mary here. Uh she got paid for that too. Okay. Just just finishing this up. I'll be right back with you folks. Okay. <clears throat> so <laughs> I came across I don't want to pick on this young lady. So many of you get up early every single morning and you go to work and the first thing you do when you're getting up is you turn on this program. Thank you for doing that. And I try to do what I can to help you get to work in the morning. What I can. I'm not going to cook your breakfast for you. Sorry. Can't give you a cup of coffee. But here I am. Here's a young lady. Generation Z. We're not doing millennials. Millennials are in their 30s now. Gen Z is where we're at. I'm not sure where we go after Gen Z. Do we start at A again? I don't know. This young lady, Gen Z, she's out of school now. She's now adulting. She has her first job. Her first apartment. Okay. And this all has been a bit of a shock to her 
because nobody told me. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out and i'm also getting my period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine if she had said like one more time i would have looked up where she lived and shown up at her door just so i could slap her just because she kept saying like but anyway I'm actually not going to really pick on her for this because nobody told her. I'd like to pick on her parents for this. Nobody told her. And she doesn't understand how easy she really has it. She's doing an office job. So she's getting up in the morning and doing all of this commuting to get to work. To sit in an air-conditioned office where she can have a latte while she works on a computer. And that's hard work for her. When it's time to eat lunch, uh, it's available right there. Do fast food if she wants food. It's just so available today. What about those people? What We just recently had Mike Rowe in town. Let's go back to Mike Rowe here and talk about some dirty jobs. Those people who get up earlier than she does, and they work in some really horrid conditions, Jobs that are not just mentally taxing, but physically taxing. And they come home at the end of the day filthy, sore, and mentally exhausted as well. So physically sore, mentally sore, exhausted. They clean up, get what sleep they can, get up the next day, do it again. Welcome to adulting. She was just simply not told. That's why I'm not annoyed with her. I'm not angry with her. I feel sorry for her. I'm more annoyed with her parents and any other adults that might have been around her that didn't let her know, hey, by the way, when you get out into the real world, adulting is going to be a lot of long hours and really hard. If you want to be successful, you can be, but you have to be driven toward it, and it's a lot of work with very little time off. Nobody told her. She doesn't even really know what hard work is. Is Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter. You know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. <laughs> That's for old people, like my parents. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Amy, when you're working for me, you have to have those kind of research skills because I'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me. So for that, you've got to be really good at technology. For stuff like that, no problem. I'll just ask Siri. 
tell Siri I want you ready to go at 8 sharp each and every morning. I don't understand. What don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? 8 like in the morning 8? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at 8? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until like 3 in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until like 10 where I order my grande chai tea latte, 3 pumps, skim milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities and right now I am not feeling very safe. I've been here for over five minutes, and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes. I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take the day off? You, Amy, Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. So, see, sister dear, that girl is funny. I agree with her. No time like for like anything. Like, where is my maid? <laughs> uh, Red in Casper, who says, yes, it's her first job. Also, I wish I worked nine to five. I get it, Red. A lot of people don't work nine to five. They work way beyond that. Especially if you want to be successful. Jim, you're out there. Jim is in Casper. He owns Cunningham Electric. Guarantee a Jim does not. Well, it's a successful business. He doesn't work nine to five. He wishes he could just work nine to five. I.D. John in Grand Canyon. Morning, Glenn. Like her parents, like didn't do a good job. Like, yeah, it's, that's why I don't blame her. She stepped out into the real world and this was a shock to her how difficult things are. How difficult adulting is. And I still go back to she doesn't really understand what hard is. Because she gets up in the morning and rides into the city. I mean, that's actually not hard. When she gets into the city, she sits at a desk where she types on a computer. Now, I'm not saying that's not a lot of work, but that's not what hard work is. Then she's got to ride all the way back. Again, time-consuming, yes, but not hard. Then she wonders, well, where's my so... I'm sorry, like, where's, like, my, like, social life like? <clears throat> well, especially when you're young and you're trying to start your life, you have to put in a lot of hours. Now, she did meet a guy, and my sister here who's listening can attest to this, and she decides, okay, I've met a guy now and we're going to have kids. Oh, Lord. There's a cartoon I saw a while ago, which I thought was just perfect. It was a couple. They both had jobs. They had kids. And they had a weekend where the grandparents were going to take the kids. And they were going to go off to some really swank, I mean, hot, swanky hotel. Where they got to do what they've been wanting to do for several years now and have not had the time alone to do it. And they immediately went into that nice, comfortable bed and took a nap and then rolled over and fell asleep for the night. They slept the weekend away, basically. Just tried to catch up on sleep. Sorry, young lady. Welcome to the real world. It's still not as tough as she... Un She's in for some tough lessons. Hang on. 617. Wake up, my... 
When you need to get in the loop quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. 624 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now I'm going to play a little bit of this young lady again, not the whole thing. Now to save that for people later on this morning who really should hear this as well. But okay, nobody told her. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it would be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 6. 15 earliest and then like I don't have time to do anything I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like I don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like so she goes on and on like this her life is just over at this point she doesn't time for anything okay now again I'm not picking on her her nobody ever told her and I blame those people who raised her for not ever showing her telling her now I've met here's the good news in my lifetime, especially living here in Wyoming, but I've met many young people who were raised with that hard work ethic, especially those people who were raised, you know, ranching, farming, stuff like that. But in general, in just good families where they had a work ethic. So they got up early in the morning and they went out to help the family work. These are the same kids when you go to a rodeo here in Wyoming, you you meet these kids. First off, they're in great physical shape. I mean, top-notch physical shape. And they do everything themselves. When they arrive for the rodeo, they're bringing their own animals that they raise themselves, that they care for themselves. And before the rodeo even starts, they're up early in the morning taking care of the animals before they take care of themselves. Then they go out and do the whole rodeo circuit stuff. It's not to say they don't have time to make friends, build relationships. They do. But so much of what they do is taken up by just day-to-day work, which they've always considered to be just life, just a normal thing. And they understand the rewards of that work. That was the main thing right there. Even if the job is a disgusting job, they're going to get up early in the morning, they're going to go out to the animal pens, they're going to grab a shovel and start scooping out the poop in the urine first thing in the morning before they do anything else. Now feed those animals... After all of this and other work is done, now they can go have breakfast for themselves. But as soon as breakfast is done, it's up and they're off and working again. Now, that's just the rodeo circuit. Again, I can pick up all sorts of other lines of work, family businesses and so on out there, where I've met young people who have that kind of work ethic. And young people in not just the military. In Cheyenne, I'm always impressed when I meet people from the Wyoming National Guard and also... Our uh, Air Force Base, the only Air Force Base that doesn't have any airplanes is in Cheyenne, Wyoming, because they deal in thermal nuclear devices. And meet the young people who work there, who are in charge of everything there, who have that work ethic, and they were raised with it. So it wasn't shocking to them when they got out into the real world and found that, oh, you mean we actually have to do a lot of work and this is hard and I'm not going to have a lot of free time or personal time? So when I do have it, I have to make the most of it. When I do have time to make friends and build relationships or even just relax, I better really make the most of this. These are not young people who spend a lot of time on video games. Not to say they don't play them, but when they have 
time off. They're off doing something else, not not getting off work and going right home and plopping themselves down in front of the television. And sitting. if you're sitting in front of the television all day long and also playing video games and stuff like that, then and, and you wonder why I'm not successful, well, there's why you're not successful. Yeah, so there's a difference between those people who were raised with the work ethic that you see in successful people and like this young lady who was just never told, probably allowed to play her whole life, probably given a lot of stuff that she asked for because she was, well, young and her parents loved her and they, they provided whatever. But now she's in the real world. I-80 John in Granite Canyon Glen. When my wife graduated from flight attendant training, she was based in New York City. Three of them shared a studio because that's all they could afford. So, yeah, so in other words, this young lady can get roommates, right? That's a thought. Let's wake up Wyoming. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, one more on this, and I'll get back to this topic later on this morning for people who get up later. But I do think it's an important topic. We just joined me. I played a couple of times here. Audio from a young lady, and I don't blame her. I feel sorry for her. Her first job out of college, and she's working nine to five, plus commute time, in an office where basically whatever it is she does, she's typing on a computer. And she thinks this is exhausting. She doesn't have time for a life. How do people do this? She doesn't understand. Okay. And and I felt bad because she really doesn't understand. She doesn't get it. No one ever taught her work ethic. When Mike Rowe was in town, in Casper, Wyoming speaking, he told the story that I'm about to play for you. And I think this is a, not the whole, but just a piece of it. One of the disconnects, at least in my life, was from 2003 when Dirty Jobs started right up until last year when it mm-hmm. ended. The headlines... You know, certainly on this show and in every major media outlet were about unemployment, no jobs. Mm -hmm. Unemployment, no jobs. All the jobs are gone. Everywhere I went on dirty jobs, I mean everywhere, help wanted signs. Mm -hmm. At the height of the recession, it was help wanted. And so there was just, from my experience, something going on in the country that people really weren't talking about. And I engaged employers wherever I could find them. And in all 50 states, I heard the same thing again and again. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to learn a truly useful skill, and really, no kidding, work your butt off, you're still okay. Sure. We're desperate for those people. Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a different element to the narrative we typically hear, but it's real. Right. Now, tell me what you think, and I think it's building on what you just said. What do you think is the most, uh, the biggest problem facing our country right now? Is it basically what you just said? People not working hard or not finding the right jobs and not seeing that as a valuable occupation? Yeah, well, look, to be fair, and again, I'm no economist, but I... I feel like there are two separate conversations going on in the country. One conversation is about workers and parity and how we can improve conditions. The other conversation really talks about the definition of a good job, the meaning of work, the willingness to see uh, what a lot of people might call a bad job and only see an opportunity. 
Yeah, I I think that's a big part of it there. You see it as an opportunity. Because one of the things that's always impressed me about the whole Dirty Job series that Mike Rowe did is here's people who have some of the most disgusting jobs you've ever seen, right? And yet they're happy to do it and proud of their work. Whatever it is, as disgusting as the job might be, they get up every single day and they get out there and they work hard and they accomplish. And there's that sense of accomplishment because they did it. There's things out there that need to be done or the rest of us can't enjoy the nice lives that we have, which is why his first Dirty Jobs episode, the one that landed him the gig with Dirty Jobs, is when he went down into a sewer to look at what sewer workers do. That's just disgusting. But somebody's got to get down there and do that. And the people who do have that line of work, they actually get paid quite well because literally they're working in crap every single day. But they do it. And where would we be if they didn't? Somebody's got to do that. So it's a matter of taking pride in whatever the job is. No, you're not uh, some big social media influencer. You're not popular. You're not famous. You know, that kind of a thing. So what? Even watching, I mentioned earlier, ranchers, farmers and ranchers who, in all elements, oil rig workers, I've gotten calls in this program. Literally, the sun's not up yet. The wind is blowing the sub-zero snow sideways. And I'll get a call from someone who's out there, whether it's on a ranch or whether it's working on an oil rig, whatever it might be. And they're out there. They're still doing it. And they're fine because it's just what it, it's got to get done. Someone's got to do this. And because they're out there doing this, we have what we need between food, energy, whatever it might be, so we can be very comfortable out here, and they're just happy to do it. But again, those are people who were raised with a different mindset. I think in some cases, some people are born with a different mindset, but in other, it, it, there's also that being raised with a good work ethic. That's why I said I don't blame that young lady that I played earlier. She was just so shocked to find out. I mean, I have to show up and work nine to five, five days a week. And all she's doing is sitting in an air-conditioned office in front of a computer, and she thinks she's got it tough. Add her commute to that, and oh, my Lord, when do I have time for, like, a life? She said the word like probably 24 times in the whole thing. I'll count next time I play it. I don't blame her for that because no one showed her. And I would like to see uh, more young people taught, but their parents would have to teach them, and their parents probably really don't know this either. But someone's got to show them. Someone's got to teach them if you want to be successful. And like Mike Rowe just showed here, at a time when we were told unemployment was, well, there's just no jobs out there, there's... And yet wherever he went, there were help wanted signs all over the place. What's the problem? What's the disconnect? Because people don't want to show up and do this. Well, there was a time people would have been happy to have that job, whatever it was. 642, wake up. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Listen anywhere and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Frank, they've gone too far. What? You didn't survive yesterday? Uh, no, I, I did great yesterday. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're in the. <sighs> 
pumpkin spice season, right? Stop. stop. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, stop. See, see yeah. You, you're feeding this bear. No. I'm and just... you alone can yeah. ignore it. I, no, they've gone too far, Frank. I found pumpkin spice toothpaste. On, on, on Amazon or at the store? Uh, at the store. Oh. And then there's also... Pumpkin spice body lotion, uh, well, um, body wash for when you're showering, and you want to smell pumpkin spice. Why, why would you, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Glenn, you're 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 I, feeding this bear. No, I and just, you need to stop. It's no, they because need. Be, 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 Frank, no, no, no. Because, they need to stop. Oh no, they they're not going to stop <laughs> oh, because the people like everyone else, like oh, yes. If you ignore them. Oh, They'll God. go away. No, they won't, Frank. There's there's pumpkin spice deodorant. Did you know that? I don't want to know that. I don't. See, this is a cult, Frank. Yeah. It's the cult of pumpkin spice. The cult of personality, Yes, right? and it has to stop, Frank. It's just too well, much. Yeah, so you, you have to ignore it. I tried, but when I'm walking down the aisle at the grocery store... And I go reaching for a tube of toothpaste, and I have to stop my hand oh. because it says pumpkin spice toothpaste. At that point, I'm thinking, this is a cult that is taking over the world. Thankfully, though, their holiday is only the fall. I mean, one of four seasons. Right. So, theoretically, it ends yeah. the day after Christmas? Uh, something like that, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fall is pumpkins. When the pumpkins are are out. You know, basically, then everything's got to be pumpkin spice. But as soon as we get into regular winter, we're supposed to be over with it. By the way, if if we get into springtime and you people are still eating like a pumpkin spice muffin or having a pumpkin spice latte, I'm allowed to just punch you in the nose. You know, move, move over to blueberry. Hey, that'd be cool. You know, Maybe we can start a whole new trend. That's a springtime thing, right? We're going to start early. Okay. Because... Pumpkin spice needs to end early. We're gonna we're gonna start a trend here. Yes, we are. Junior college volleyball, the Region Nine tournament starts today in Sterling, Colorado. Over the weekend, Casper College beat all Triple C from Cheyenne three sets to none, 28-26, 25-20, and 25-22. So the T Bears get the number one seed from the North for the Region Nine tournament, and they were they were they're ranked seventeenth in the country this week at twenty four and ten. They'll play Trinidad in the opening round at five p.m. tonight. L Triple C dropped out of the top twenty five. They were rated sixteenth last week. The goal. The Eagles are 28 and 6. They'll play Western Nebraska at 3 p.m. today in Sterling. Now, the host school, NJC, is 30 and 2, and they're rated second in the country. In the Division One college volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls lost to Colorado State in four sets last night 25 19, 25 13, 21 25, and 25 23. So they are 5 and 8 in Mountain West Conference play and 16 and 8 overall. The Cowgirls have lost three of their last four, and they'll be at San Jose State tomorrow. Wyoming Galway football team will meet Colorado State in the 115th Border War on Friday night in Larry. Cowboys are 5-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in Model West play after that brutal loss to Boise State on Saturday, 32-7. Pokes need to shake the hangover off from that game, but don't completely forget about it either. Maybe there is something to be learned from a listless effort like that. CSU is average at best. They're 3-5 and five overall, 1-3 and three in league play. The Rams lost to the Air Force last week. Motion's running high, always in the border war game. It's one of the greatest college football events in the country, and UWA touchdown favorite in the contest. That's a 6 p.m. Start from Laramie on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie.
Wyoming. In the NFL, a slew of former Wyoming Cowboys have made their mark last week. Back on Thursday, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen with an amazing 31 of 40 for 324 yards and two touchdown effort and their win over Tampa Bay. Casper native Logan Wilson had 11 tackles and an interception from his linebacker spot in Cincinnati's win over San Francisco. Marcus Epps, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders in their secondary, had nine tackles in their loss to Detroit. Carl Granderson, who plays on the D-line for New Orleans, six tackles in their win over Indianapolis. Andrew Wingard, who plays in Jacksonville secondary, had six tackles in their win over Pittsburgh. College basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys beat Metro State from Denver 79-67 in an exhibition game back on Friday in Laring. Sam Griffin, the Tulsa transfer, threw in 24 points for the Cowboys. They'll start the regular season on Tuesday, taking on Northern New Mexico. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team with an exhibition game tonight in Laramie, taking on Western Colorado at 6.30. Cowgirls won 23 games last season and lost 11. They certainly have the talent to enjoy a good season. In the Baseball World Series, Texas over Arizona 11-7. Texas now leads the Fall Classic three games to one, and Game 5 will be in Phoenix tonight. Is that World Series going to end, Connor? I hope, well, it may be. Yeah. They just pounded them yesterday. Okay. Pounded them. And the Rangers, two of their best players are hurt, and they still pounded them. Okay. So... Wow, this what's the average length for? I would say know, six games. Six games, really? About, okay. about average. About, yeah. Are they going to get six in? Uh, not, yeah, not the way not. it looks now. No, yeah. Okay, all right. So these guys have like one more game to make it up. Basically, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, they, Arizona's got to win tonight or it's over. It's over. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. Well, the advertisers out there want more games, that's for sure. Local business we got to talk about in the news time after that. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Seven oh six is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Len Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. Phones are back up and operational. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So I want to go on to something I touched about this yesterday, but I spent a little more time looking into it. And I have an article for you up on the Wake Up Wyoming website about this because this is actually really important. Here in Wyoming, we had our governor really upset a lot of Wyomingites when he went to Harvard University. And talked about working on making not Wyoming just net zero, but even negative carbon. Because we want to even suck more than just that out of the air. Which, of course, as I've talked about multiple times, is not a good idea. For a lot of reasons. Not only is it not necessary for the climate, but we could use some more CO2 in here. But put that aside for a minute. While that's happening, while there are those out there that are trying to achieve this net zero world, and you would think they're being successful at it because, you know, look at what Europe has been going through, what many states here, including California and so on, have been going through, and yet the opposite is happening. When you look at global use of coal, gas, and oil, it's up a lot. Not just a little bit. The problem is that we here in Wyoming cannot take advantage of it, mainly because of, well, this administration, one of the biggest reasons. If anything, 
we should be using more of this stuff. Uh, a guy, I've read his books. I've interviewed him a few times. It's been a while. But Alex Epstein started by writing a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. I want to get him calling it organic fuels from now on. But anyway, and then he talks uh, in his second book, Fossil Future, the human flourishing projects uh, to make human beings and to save the planet. He wants to use more of the stuff. It's really interesting reading. These books are not really big, thick, complicated books. Really interested in reading both of them. But okay, why would we be struggling here in the state of Wyoming and other states like this when we're energy producers and yet the world is using more than ever before? Wall Street Journal reported that wind and solar investment funds are tanking. Some are down as much as 70% just within a few months. They've been going down for quite a while. Despite The, the only reason we're putting more tur- wind turbines up is because of all the heavy government subsidies. But as far as private investment in them, it's tanking because they don't, well, they're not profitable, not reliable, they're not profitable. And investors know this. So while the wind and solar industry is going bust, Exxon, Chevron, to name two companies combined, have $110 billion acquisition in a plan for oil and gas drilling in the largest known oil reserve on the planet, which is the Permian Basin in Texas. The current largest known reserve. We can find more out there. And remember, we were supposed to run out of oil, petroleum, a long time ago. It's been predicted many times that we were going to run out of this stuff, but we keep finding more of it and also ways to get at more of it. But okay, here are Exxon and Chevron working together to get at some of the largest oil reserves on the planet, which is right here in America. And we still have what's up in the Dakotas, and Wyoming still has plenty, Texas has loads, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So despite what many have heard from the news media, political activists in 2023, uh, guzzled, they're trying to tell us, political activists are trying to tell us that the world is heading toward carbon neutral, net zero. And we need to do this by 2050 as they kick the can down the road again. Because we were supposed to do this a long time ago, right? Even Greta Thunberg, quoting the scientists, said, well, we were supposed to get off of coal, gas, and oil in five years, she said. Well, that five years ended this past summer. So we're already over the tipping point, according to Greta and her scientist friend. She put that up on Twitter, by the way, and then had to take it down as we passed the deadline. In the meantime, while they're struggling toward that net zero, in 2023, humanity guzzled more oil and gas than ever in history. And mainly, it's not, uh, even though it's countries in Europe, for example, started turning back on coal power plants because of the unreliability of wind and solar. Even California turned on their natural gas plants because they tried to go all wind and solar and they didn't have enough power. Of course not. And so they had to turn on their natural gas plants again. But even as we still struggle to shut down more coal plants and so on in America, I've told you before, China building more than ever before. China is, what are they on? 
for, I think it's, uh, there's hundreds, there's supposed to be hundreds of new, here we go, this is 300 coal plants. Let's see if I can get them. This is Alex Evans. The final thing I want to address quickly is just the lie that solar and wind can rapidly replace fossil fuels. If they, they wouldn't need massive government preferences of their own, and they wouldn't need massive government punishments of fossil fuels. And if solar and wind could actually replace fossil fuels, China, which dominates the production of solar and wind components, wouldn't be using coal to produce these components, and they wouldn't have 300 planned new coal plants, new coal plants, more than all we have in the United States right now, to last over 40 years. So if you're thinking we're going to have more security with this stuff, we're not going to have much energy, and it's all going to be dependent on China. Okay, so again, that's Alex Epstein, which hopefully he's coming to Casper, Wyoming, to talk at the college there and i hope to be able to get him on this program i haven't spoken to him in a while i've interviewed him like twice it's been a while though so i don't even know if he remember me or not but okay so yeah we're actually a worldwide using more coal than ever before not just china it's not just china other countries out there as well using more coal uh middle eastern countries uh you know more other asian countries uh african countries but also use of petroleum and natural gases up worldwide as well. And yet you're told we're going to reach net zero by 2050. We have to reach net zero by 2050. Well, on this pace, there's absolutely no chance of doing that. If they're trying to reach net zero and they're working hard to make sure that we here in Wyoming are shutting down coal plants, for example... When you take a look at the big picture worldwide, if we're using more than ever before, then their goal of reaching net zero worldwide by 2050, there's absolutely no way. Because we're consuming more than ever before. It can't be done. Nor should it be, but that's a whole other topic. Now, I just wanted to make sure, this is why I put together this article this morning and, and wanted to talk to you about it. You continue to hear that we have to reach this net zero by a certain date. And by God, we're going to even our own governor working hard toward this. And at the same time, the world is using more of this than ever before. This reminds me of what I played just last hour, a cut from Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. As he was hearing at a time, well, there's just no jobs out there. There's no jobs out there. Yet he was traveling the country, literally all 50 states, and everywhere he went found employers with help wanted signs with good paying jobs. What do you mean there's no jobs? I see them all over the place. And he would talk to the employers about this. There's a disconnect between what you're hearing and what's actually happening. So it's being pushed on you. Well, we're, we're going to be, we're going to get to this net zero. We're going to get off coal, gas and oil. We're going to end the use of this. We're going to be all just wind and solar and electric cars. And we're going to do it by this date compared to what's actually happening out there. 715 wake up Wyoming mornings will never be the same wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 radio join in at 888-97-WOODS Twenty is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. I was going to go on to a different topic, but everybody's responding to what I was just talking about. So, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. The story I had posted on the Wake Up Wyoming site, which shows that while we here in Wyoming, for one, are scaling back even one, well, some people want to close the remaining coal power plants, and our governor wants us into this whole 
carbon neutral thing, you know, sequesters CO2 and so on. Why is it that we're struggling so hard with energy when the world is actually using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before? Well, Chester, you just sent me this, and I'm going to see if I can go ahead and play it on the air. Uh, this was on Fox Business, and I believe this is is this Steve Munchen talking here. Let's hear it. The openings of new chip manufacturing plants with none of the minerals to make the actual product. They say that they're going to make sure everyone goes green, except most people can't afford the cars. We've got half a million Americans ready to default on the cars they already have. So the Bidenomics is not working. The energy policies are not working. And you've got bankrupt Americans looking at a 29% hike in Wyoming. But even here in New York, they just raised rates uh, two months ago, uh, 10%. And we're looking at another uh, rate hike here in New York as well. So any way you want to slice it, they've shut down Indian Point in New York, the last uh, in the last downstate nuclear plant that we had here, providing the bulk of that energy to the tri-state area. So the policies are not working. The American people are suffering. And more important, national security is impacted when you realize we don't have the power uh, to power ourselves. And Joe Biden there emptying the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when we're on the brink of not one not two but three potential foreign wars and whatever is already so they okay so he's right about all that and here we are once again in a state that can provide so much energy including security to the world so thanks for sending that Chester. so much energy and security to the world can be sent as well not just to our own security and that's being taken away from us meantime rest of the world and enemies like china i hate to say china in enemy but the way they act you know are more than ever before investing in their own energy, coal and petroleum and so on. Oh, look at this. Gavin Newsom is committing California to cooperate with China on the climate crisis. Does Gavin Newsom know or does he care or does he ignore, I don't know, that China's got plans to build another 300 coal-fired power plants? Does Gavin Newsom care what China does when it goes to get rare earth minerals to build wind and solar and batteries for cars and wind and solar and so on? Has Gavin Newsom looked at the mining practices that are incredibly toxic and slave labor, really, that come out of China? Story says Chinese state media on Sunday praised California Governor Gavin Newsom for a climate change agreement between his state and Shanghai, during a visit to China, these experts, experts, applauded potential for cooperation between U.S. and China in the long term. California's economy ranks among all, well, first among all U.S. states, just because it's so, the state's so big. So they still have the biggest economy out there. And we're warmly welcome in California's enterprise practices in the China International Import Expo. Looking forward to uh, practical cooperation, they call it, between the two places, focusing on information, technology, and infrastructure and other fields. And then, again, supporting the whole fight against climate change. And yet, Newsom said California and Shanghai have many similarities specializing in in a lot of this technology. But again, when you take a look at China is not advancing toward any low income, low, I'm sorry, low carbon transitions. Not that they need to. Again, it's not a pollutant, but it remains the world's largest worldwide CO2 
China produces more than anyone else in the world. And when you take a look at actual real pollution, China produces more of that than anywhere else in the world. And its gigantic use of coal power is still increasing. China permits that permits for another 52 gigawatts of uh, coal power within the first half of 2023. They're still working on this, right? So the tyrants of Beijing, they've noticed that Western climate activists are easily dazzled by promises to build solar and wind, and they just ignored the rest of it. Dave and Wheatland, morning, Glenn. I'm enjoying your power fuel talks in my first book, which I send you a copy of, 1,000 Years in the Future. The banned internal combustion engines were required to be brought back to help sustain life on Earth. Yeah, they would pretty much have to. He said, I enjoyed writing that little tidbit. Yeah, we should have you on at some point to talk about that book. Actually, we should. Um, I'll I'll get with you on that because that's yeah that that is interesting that at some point after trying to and this is here's here's the thing Dave as we're told we're going to go all electric cars but the rest of the world is not they're not even trying but we're going to go all wind and solar energy yeah but the rest of the world is building not just China more coal plants and more natural gas plants and more nuclear plants and more internal combustion engines so. What we're being told and what's actually happening around the rest of the world. And this I have to ask with Governor Gavin Newsom and the whole green movement there in California. Do they just ignore what China actually does? Because when it comes to real pollution, not CO2, but actual pollution, China is about the worst on the planet. And a lot of the pollutants that they create are created while making for us wind and solar and electric cars. And and yet when I talk to climate activists about that, do you know how heavily China pollutes? And yet you think, wow, they look at all the wind and solar they're making, look at all the electric cars they're making out there. Yeah, for us. And how much did they have to pollute in order to do it? And yet they don't seem to want to talk about it. I, I don't know what the disconnect is. Um, it's like trying to talk to them about how wind turbines are smacking birds out of the sky, and yet they don't want to talk about it. It's happening. It's real. But they don't want to talk about it. Well, the first thing I want to deal with is what's the disconnect? Why do they choose? It looks to me like they choose not to see it. Why do they choose not to see it? I, I'll never understand that. Gavin Newsom working with China to fight climate change and yet doesn't want to look at what China's doing in actual harm to the environment. If he's so worried about CO2, then he should be mad as hell at China. But what about actual pollutants that China puts into the air, the land, the water that's literally killing its people? And yes, does harm the rest of the planet at the same time. And yet, for some reason, doesn't want to talk about that. Don't understand what the disconnect is. I've tried over the years to understand why people, how people make a disconnect like that. It's a psychological thing that people do, and I'll never understand it. I don't think it's understandable. I've even looked at people who are in the profession of psychology as they've written about that kind of... uh, 
disconnect, what, what it means, how it happens, why it happens, and it's still not entirely understood. Coming up on 7.30, well, if we could understand it, maybe we could fix it. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. 7.45, Don Day joins me. He's got the weather forecast for the rest of the week, which has a lot of change-ups coming in it. Nothing horrible, but a lot does change in the weather forecast as we head more toward winter. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 736 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, Sage, Grouse, and Gillette. I think you've got part of the answer. Let me let me explain. I was just talking about people who seem to have a bit of a disconnect, like uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. Our own governor here in Wyoming, and, but other people as well, have a disconnect when we take a look at the way China pollutes. And again, forget CO2, not a pollutant. But for those people who think it is, China pollutes – they use so much coal, create more CO2 than anybody else, and then they're going to make even more with more coal plants that they're building. And yet there's people who praise China because they supply us what we need for wind and solar and – Electric cars, don't you? Where's the disconnect? Don't you see this? Don't you see the pollution that China makes? Real pollution in water and air and land and the people who die. So you can have your wind and solar and electric cars. Where's the disconnect? Now, Sage Grouse and Gillette says most of the dis- disconnect you just talked about is caused by greed. These politicians are making or expected to make lots of money. By making the CCP regime happy. Well, that's true. But what about the people who honestly, the average people, not rich, they honestly believe this whole cult of climate change nonsense, right? And yet when you explain to them, hey, you know, a lot of child labor and slave labor and even child slave labor is used to make your wind and sold in electric cars. And they don't, they deny it. So you're not getting rich off of this. They just go into denial. What about all the birds that are killed by wind turbines? A lot of them that go into denial over this. What about the toxic waste created to make your so-called green energy and the toxic waste to dispose of it? What about that? And yet they don't seem to want to talk about it. There's a disconnect there. And I don't know what that, and that has nothing to do with them getting rich because they're not getting rich. And I don't know what that disconnect is. I don't understand what that is. And I've seen over the years studies where people, well, I say, where did I put that? Ah, yeah. Over the years, I've read and heard about. Lead to cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortion. No. Cognitive distortions. Hagen-Dazs dispersion. Getting further away. Cognitive distortions. I don't know what you're saying. It's when you think things are different than how they actually are. Oh, like imaginary. Kind of. But bad imaginary. No way. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about there. Cognitive distortion. Now, pause for just a minute. While I was playing that, the next item in the file says cow fart machine. And I completely forgot what that is. Hang on. Ah. Ah. 
Okay. There we go. For some reason, I have this cow fart machine here. I. What was the topic where we were talking about a cow fart machine? I wouldn't. Oh, was that? It might have been when we were talking about capturing the methane from the cows to use as energy. And so now we have a cow fart machine. That might have been it. I've got some really strange stuff in my file here. I don't understand. Sometimes I go back and look at it and I think that's really funny. But what the hell was I thinking when I put that one together? I have no idea. Well, anyway, there you go. So I really would like to get the news out. I'm doing what I can anyway. I'm not the only one to let people know the truth of their wind and solar and electric cars and et cetera, et cetera. Because, again, what you hear and what's actually going on are two completely different things. And I would bet that most people would be shocked to learn. I mean, really, probably be in denial at first, but shocked to learn that the world is not racing at a fast pace toward net zero. You get the idea that we are, but actually worldwide, we're using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before. 2023 has been a record-setting year worldwide for use of coal, gas, and oil. So where do people get the idea that, yep, we're going to achieve this net zero thing and we're going to save the planet? The opposite of that is happening. I would love the word to get out, but I don't understand why it's not getting out in the first place. That's why when I talk about the true cost, and I mean not just financial cost, but uh, cost to the planet, to nature, as people try to do what they think is good for the planet. I mean, people who buy into the whole wind and solar and electric car thing honestly believe, because they've been told, that they're doing something good. I guess it's hard for people to believe that they're not. And when they actually take a look at the uh, the reality of it, like the gentleman I just played a moment ago who was saying that, yeah, the people who have purchased electric vehicles have been turning them in at record rates because it's not working out for a number of reasons, including financially not working out for them. At some point, you think maybe reality hits over the propaganda? I hope so. 742, wake up my Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So uh, thank you for a very nice Halloween. It is appreciated. Yeah, it ended up being pretty nice. Yeah. You know, a week ago, we weren't so sure, but it ended up working out just fine. Now, I've also noticed that while we did have a really nice spring and summer, fall has been nice. We're sort of, it looks to me like anyway, easing into winter so far. Well, easing in is certainly uh, better than, you know, having it all yeah. come in at once. That's for sure. What we have had in the past, suddenly there was this shock weather system that slapped us upside the head. Yeah, and and then usually there's a pause before the next one comes in. But you know what I mean. I haven't seen that yet. Well, I I would argue that last week was a shock to some folks in terms of, you know, that changed the colder weather. But we haven't had that, to your point, we haven't had that big one yet. Yeah, okay. So now we take a look at the next few days over here. There's, uh, There's that churning of the pot again. Things are starting to spin mostly in a counterclockwise direction. 
as we get into the end of the week and the weekend, we are going to start to see um, some weather in Wyoming. In fact, uh, you know, Wyoming's a big state. So when you have these weather pattern changes, sometimes they don't treat everybody equally. And that's really going to be the case. Very moist jet stream winds and come across the Pacific Northwest. And we're going to see snow. Uh, move into Yellowstone. Uh, we're going to have rain and snow move into Jackson. The northern and northwest part of the state is actually going to be pretty active for a few days, beginning as early as tomorrow and lasting through the weekend. But the rest of the state um, is going to basically be in a Chinook. We're going to see these west to east winds make it a little on the windy side, but keep temperatures mild. You also get a lot of high and mid-level clouds in this pattern. So where uh, we get of what we call, and you know this from being a pilot, this is when we get a lot of lenticular clouds. Those clouds that they, they're lens-shaped, they can cover a large area, and they just seem to not move all day. And those are the ones that I also worry about because I look up that don't go up there. That's uh, <laughs> unless you want a good tailwind to get somewhere. Do not go up there. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad yeah. idea. Not not the cloud to fly into. Not no. really. No, no. Now that and when you get into that kind of wind, there we go back to what you've talked about before with in Wyoming. That's a little more intense because when we get down more toward the ground and we have those tight spaces between the mountain chains. There's your thumb over the garden hose. That is right. And the jet stream just naturally is going to get stronger and be more south, more overhead than it is during the summer and the fall season. And so this this is the time of year that you, we all know it's coming, right? We all know this is the windier period of time coming up, the colder period, and things get a little bit more, uh, let's say, interesting when it comes to the weather. And And that's something that we'll be observing. Uh, this week. And that's why you'll see these differences because these winds coming from the Pacific on the upwind side of the mountains make moisture. But on the downwind sides of the mountains, we just get high clouds and wind. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. So, all right. Off we go real quick. This, I, it's kind of interesting to explain this. Uh, I think Frank will understand maybe off to the icebox we go. Frank, so as you know, I don't wear the traditional headphones that a lot of radio people do. I, I do, because yeah. that's all I have. But yeah. I have buds. Yes. I just can't find them. Oh, okay. I just had that one earbud in my right ear, and I, it's not very loud. That way I don't go deaf like some radio people that we both know have gone deaf over the years. The problem is, now that we're getting into the winter season and the heat is on, sometimes I touch the control board and it sends a shock of electricity <laughs> right into my ear canal. <laughs> okay, well, then you know that the, maybe it'll melt the wax that's in oh, there, too. Oh, God, yeah. something like that. Okay. Hey, so um, I I found, and I did an article on this, so you can look it up. You can see the pictures. I forget if we talked about it or not. The oldest candy bar in Wyoming. In Wyoming? Yes. Okay. So, so it was made here? No, no. This is like sneak, Snickers Bar, Nestle's Crunch, Reese's, stuff like that. If you go to Bar None, to the restaurant there called The Hangar, yeah. there is a candy machine there that dates way back. You drop in, it says 15 to 20 cents. Right. In fact, the candy bars in there are, say, 25 cents. It was in the 1980s when you could still buy a candy bar for 20 cents, 25 cents. Okay, hold on. The the, the candy bar that's in that vending machine yes. is 43 years old? Yes. 
Let me let me repeat that. The, the candy bar uh-huh. in that vending machine is forty three years old. And Who it looks it. That? Yes, it looks it. Now, I did look up how long does your typical Snickers or Reese's or whatever last? About a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe if the zombie apocalypse hits, you might get desperate enough, but I would suggest don't do it. Also, emblazoned on this old candy machine, in the metal, it says, fresh candy. Yeah. And so it's not, obviously. And I want to know is if I put an actual quarter in there, would it still work and would I be able to get those candy bars out? Would you even want to open it? I'm just curious to see what it would be like inside. I'm not actually going to eat the thing. But, yeah, go to the hangar restaurant, bar none, and look at the – or just go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Take a look at it. Okay. And you'll see the oldest candy bars, I believe, in Wyoming. It, it, by far. Junior College Volleyball, the Region 9 tournament starts today in Sterling, Colorado. Over the weekend, Casper College beat LCCC from Cheyenne. Three sets to none, 28-26, 25-20, and 25-22. So the T-Birds get the number one seed from the north in the Region 9 tournament. And this week, they're rated 17th in the country at 24-10. and 10. Casper will play Trinidad in the opening round at 5 p.m. tonight. LCCC dropped out of the top 25. They're rated 16th in the country, but they are 28-6. and six. And will play Western Nebraska at 3 p.m. in Sterling. Now, the host school, NJ is 30-2 and two on the year, rated second in the country. In Division One college volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls lost to Colorado State in four sets last night, 25-19, 25-13, 21-25, and 25-23 to drop to 5-8 and eight Model West Conference play and 16-8 and eight overall. Cowgirls have lost three of their last four. They'll be at San Jose State on, on Saturday. The Wyoming Cowboy football team will meet Colorado State in the 115th annual Border War on Friday night in Laramie. Folks are 5-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in Model West Conference play after that brutal loss to Boise State on Saturday, 32-7. to seven. Cowboys need to shake that shake the hangover off from that game, but don't forget it completely because there may be something to learn from, from a listless effort like that. CSU is average at best. They're 3-5 and five overall, 1-3 and three in league play, and, the, and they lost to Air Force last week. Motions always run high in the border wars. It's really one of the great college football events in the country, and UW a touchdown favorite in the game. And as a 6 p.m. start from Laramie on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, a slew of former Wyoming Cowboys made their mark last week in pro ball. Uh, back on Thursday, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, he was an amazing 31 of 40 for 324 yards and two touchdowns in their win over Tampa Bay. Casper David Logan Wilson with 11 tackles and an interception from his linebacker spot for Cincinnati and their win over San Francisco. Marcus Epps, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders in the secondary, nine tackles in their loss to Detroit. Carl Granderson, who plays on the D-line for New Orleans. Six tackles in their win over Indianapolis. Andrew Wingard, who plays on Jacksonville secondary, had six tackles in their victory over Pittsburgh. College basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys beat Metro State from Denver on back on Friday, 79-67 in an exhibition game. Sam Griffith, the uh, Sam Griffith, the Tulsa transfer, threw in 24. The Cowboys will start the regular season on Tuesday, taking on Northern New Mexico. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team with an exhibition game plant Laramie meeting Western Colorado at 6.30. Cowgirls won 23 games last season. They could probably do it again this year. So is Josh Allen having a good year? Uh, he had a really good, you know, better. You know, okay. I mean, the, the team probably can do better, and it's not probably all his fault. All right. You know, then Bill's defense needs to tighten the screws a little bit, but you know, he's been he's been fine. Okay, he's been uh, fine. He had good. one bad game, and everything else has been really good. Yeah, okay. See, that's why I was because that one bad game went a long way toward people's opinions. Yeah, and it shouldn't really, because you got to take the body, the whole yeah, body the whole over thing, right? there. All right, mm-hmm. thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. Green River man accused of breaking into a home and cleaning the kitchen. What? 
Uh, we'll talk about that next hour. And open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday and over the hump we go. So phone lines up and operational, which means at this point, since I'm going to go topic hopping, you can call in and do pretty much anything you want. Pretty much. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Just kind of roll with it. Green River, Wyoming. Man accused of breaking into a home and cleaning the kitchen. I guess he can break into my home anytime he wants. Huh? All right. Uh, accused of breaking into another man's home and stealing his guns. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. Guns, crossbow. Cooking a pizza in the kitchen, then cleaning the kitchen. Okay, so major points off for stealing the guns and the crossbow. I mean, no. Cooking a a pizza in the kitchen, I'm saying it wasn't his food. So he's stealing there too. But then a few extra points added on because he cleaned the kitchen afterwards. All right, the man also... Here's where he got really stupid. Reportedly left his wallet at the crime scene. Oh, see now, when it comes to criminal masterminds, uh, see, Delroy, his name is Delroy, who is uh, 50 years old. So he's been doing this kind of stuff for a long time now. He's charged with one count of aggravated burglary. Crimes consisting of breaking into someone's home to commit a felony. In Wyoming, stealing the gun is a felony regardless of the gun's value. Normally, aggravated burglary conviction carries up to, it carries, you see, five to 25 years in prison, depending on what was going on there. Wow, okay. And this case is, okay, talks about where he's going, district court, according to Cowboy State Daily. A weird note, affidavit filed in the case says the investigation started at 2 p.m. when the Green River Police Sergeant responded to a home for a burglar report. The resident returned from home from work that afternoon to find a suspicious note in his living room. The note said, 30 days, one be cool. I don't know what, if you're wondering, what does that note exactly mean? I don't know. I have no idea. But then again, here was the guy, he was doing things like uh, cleaning the kitchen for the guy after he robbed him. So I don't, 
really think he's going to write a note that makes sense at all. I really don't. All right, open phones. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Hey Jude. Did you have a good birthday? I certainly did. Yeah, I'd had a grand birthday. Thanks to all my friends and family who made it a good time too. Well, good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you yesterday. You were, or was it Monday? You were talking about energy. Anyway, and yesterday was the wooden mills. Okay, this is what I learned out of this uh, natural resource committee down in Cheyenne. Our own legislators. They're going to take 80% of taxes off of wind towers and solar. Uh, they're going to close down all the gas fields in Red Desert and the Kilpatrick area. Uh, their subsidies are going to go up. Uh, they're talking about taking eminent domain and using it to take over a man's land so that they can get to their transmission lines. Uh, I want to thank Karen Bud Allen for bringing a lot of this to the forefront. And she had some great ideas, but she was smacked down by uh, Representative Crego and Steinmetz. Both of those we could lose off our legislators, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit. Uh, Bob, I did a really good job. He tried to do uh, where they can't just take, uh, you know, more than what they need for that easement road to uh, get to their transmission lines or to do another project. And Steinmetz and Crickle put the boots to that, said, let's do a standalone bill, which would have made it basically, uh, it would have never got introduced to the floor. And that's what, that's their plan on that. Okay. Okay. Um, then I guess, um, let's see, uh, I think that's it on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, up here in Wyoming, up here in Natrona County, we're still going to have the county commissioners deciding about um, issues like eminent domain and stuff. We have really got to get on the ball, guys, over this Rocky Mountain Power. These guys are going to get 80% off their taxes and more subsidies. We've got to stop the subsidies. These things would go away in the blink of an eye if we weren't using our tax dollars to prop their little hineys up. Mm -hmm. And I think we should make a law that if you're invested in wind and solar in any way, you cannot be on a board, a commission, or an elected official because you have inside information. There. Now okay. I feel better. You feel a whole lot better now? Okay. I did have a... No, yeah, I waited two long days, dude. Okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. I have a story that I posted up that I was talking about earlier. That shows okay. as we are struggling in Wyoming with our energy industry, the rest of the world as a whole is actually using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before. We're not oh, using yeah. less. And, well, and, and that's why I don't understand our dummies. You know, unless they're making money off of it somehow, um, I, I don't think you'd be, in, you'd be for it because it's such a useless, it's what, transitional? It's yeah. not even current you know, regular power that keeps going in consecutive. And I, I think these guys are invested into it up to their elbows. I think we need to know who they are. I think we need to expose who they are. And I think we need to throw them out. Okay. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. I, I would like to. It, this tends to be 
the case when, I, in fact, some people earlier this morning were commenting on it doesn't matter if it works or not. In fact, did you see ever see the movie RoboCop? Yes, I did. There was, a, the there was a line in the movie when they had those big mechanical two-legged robots uh, yeah, that didn't yeah. work. And you heard the line in there. Well, we had all sorts of government contracts for decades on creating these things and repairing them. Who cares if, who cares if they work? And That's I thought, exactly what wind and solar is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right. And our landfills getting filled up with this garbage. And this new solar farm that they're going to put out here, uh, out in Barnan, I hear it's part of uh, the old Forgy property, mm. which is crap. Right. We don't need wind and solar. We've got all kinds of ways of making energy here. In fact, we're still one of the top five producers in the nation. Right. So, anyway. All right. Thank you, Jude. Good morning. Yep, triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D S. Morning, Norm. Norm is in ten sleep. Sending me notes. He just sent me a picture of the sunrise out there. Holy cow! Mark is in a godforsaken hill just outside of Casper. Morning, and triple eight ninety seven. Woods, if you want to get in on the action, you can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Oh, here's a topic switch for you. I'm going to bring up the new job after the break. Here, the new job. That your vice president, Camilla Harris, has. We are all doomed. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. More stimulated than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Wednesday. It's open phones. Triple eight ninety seven woods That means you can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. So that's 888-97-WOODS. Okay, I told you the end is nigh. Not because of the cult of climate change or anything like that. No. It's because of the new job that was given to our Vice President, Camilla Harris. She has been given the job by the President to advocate for artificial intelligence equity. Okay, so, well, this is, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, you know, you got to make sure, I guess, there's um, equity for people when they take over the planet. I'm not sure how this is supposed to work. Okay, so... Let me go ahead and read one of the stories here, see if I can try to make sense of it. If she's in charge of anything artificial intelligence, then for sure she's going to get nothing done. You know that's what's going to happen. Look, look at what she did with the southern border. She was put in charge as the czar of the southern border. And what's happened down there? She's never even shown up to the border. What exactly has she done to stop what's happening down? Not a damn thing. Okay, so now we put her in touch. In fact, it's become a, even a worse flood than we've ever seen of people and even those with terrorist intentions slipping across our border. Thank you, Camilla Harris. You've done such a great job. And anything else she's been in charge of as well, she just lets get out of hand because she doesn't actually show up and do anything. So now we're going to have in some way put her in charge of artificial intelligence. We are doomed. It's, AI is going to take over. Here's the story. Vice President Camilla Harris said Monday that it's the Biden administration's duty 
Normally, when we talk about President Biden and duty, we talk about changing his depends, but that's another story. To prevent algorithmic discrimination. <clears throat> to prevent algorithmic discrimination. By gosh, I'm so glad we pushed this to the forefront. With all the world's problems out there, this is the one we need to be talking about. Algorithmic discrimination. I bet you didn't even know that that was a thing. Well, it's not. But anyway, when it comes to the field of artificial intelligence to ensure its benefits and here we go, shared equitability among societies. So she will be working on algorithmic discrimination to make sure there is none. And she'll be working on shared equitability. Because by gosh, that'll solve the problem of artificial intelligence taking over and doing inhumanity. Her continuation, the story says, of what some have called the administration's effort to make AI woke happened during her remarks alongside President Biden at the White House just before she, he signed an executive order establishing AI standards for private companies. Quote, I believe we have a moral, ethical, and societal duty to make sure that AI is adopted and advanced in a way that protects the public from potential harm and ensures that we well, don't give them guns and ensures everyone is able to enjoy the benefits. Since we took office, she said, President Biden and I have worked to uphold that duty. Again, not talking about his depends this time. Before generative AI captured global attention, she said, President Biden and I convened leaders from across the country, from computer scientists to civil rights leaders, to legal scholars and business leaders to help make sure that the benefits of AI are shared equitably, equitably and to address predictable threats such as algorithmic discrimination. Okay. <laughs> ah, algorithmic discrimination. i not even sure what I'm trying. No, I'm trying to figure out what the definition of that is. But okay. Anyway, this is what she's going to be in charge of, and you know, if she's in charge, then we again are all pretty much just doomed when it comes to AI. Now, if you're wondering what that's going to look like, it'll be this. Whenever we at Boston Dynamics put out a video of our robots doing something fun like dancing or moving so swiftly and precisely, you wouldn't be able to hear them approaching. Our comment sections get flooded with responses we frankly don't understand. Comments like, oh my God, it's happening. The robot uprising is here. And do you want Terminators? Because that's how you get Terminators. So we just wanted to make a video to put everyone's mind at ease that nothing horrible is going to happen, probably. People should rest assured knowing we're in full control of the situation for the most part. This goes beyond any violent impulses these robots may or may not have been showing. In fact, these robots are designed to help people by doing stuff like performing tasks that can be dangerous for humans, data capture and inspections, operating warehouses more efficiently. And we've 
I've been delighted to see that the robots have started to teach certain abilities to themselves. Abilities like sprint faster than human beings, tear flesh apart like pulled pork, and hold gun. There's practically no situation in which these robots would turn to violence unless one of our engineers accidentally presses the violence button, which we keep next to our office light switches. Even in the event of a violent uprising, we do have fail safes in place. At the very first sign of violence, our engineers are trained to sternly tell the robots you don't have to do this. We strongly believe that that should probably do the trick, maybe. One time I walked in on all the robots chanting in unison in a language I think they invented. And that's probably fine. And our intern that disappeared last week has started responding to messages. So all is well, and he's definitely alive. In conclusion, please continue to enjoy our dancing robot videos. And trust that they will never turn evil. We're almost sure of it. Yes, so I was glad we put Camilla Harris in charge of that because you know it's going to end well now. Chet and Yoder, I think it's a new department of misinformation, probably. RH in Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. I'll bet their fix for algorithmic discrimination will be to inject discrimination into the algorithm. <laughs> Example, white straight Christmas uh, Christian males will be uh, forced to the back of the line, yeah. Camilla, Mike and Casper, Camilla Harris and AI, oxymoron. Yeah, why would you put the least intelligent person in government in charge of artificial intelligence? I haven't been able to figure that out. I mean, if you're going to put someone in charge of artificial intelligence, shouldn't the person in the first place be intelligent? All right, but then the real goal, I think, here is to not get anything done. Because, again, I'll go back to the southern border with you. Here she is taking charge as czar of whatever she was supposed to be czar of on the southern border. And what has happened since then? Yeah, massive disaster because she hasn't – she not only has not been to the southern border, she has no idea what's going on down there. If we brought her to the southern border and put her on the border, she would still have no idea what's going on there. None whatsoever. So, yeah, I – don't have a whole lot of confidence with her in charge of anything with artificial intelligence. I think that just says to me that um, we're doomed sooner than we thought we were going to be. And if you saw the Terminator movies, we all know how this ends. So thank you, Camilla Harris. Coming up on 8.30, we get into 8.30. It's going to be local news, update on your weather forecast. I have a nice long segment of talk, which I have something to talk to you about but you can go ahead and change the subject if you want to jump in. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Let's wake up, Wyoming. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I got several people commenting on Camilla Harris. I just answered. I think she's a Stepford wife. And if you're wondering, well, I, I got that idea because Miss Mary said... 
she think, yeah, well, just the theory that you know, Camilla Harris is a robot. If that's the case, then she would be a Stepford wife. If you don't know what that is, look up Stepford wife. It, the original movie was the best one, I think. The remake I didn't enjoy so much. All right, now, for those people who did not hear me right out of the gate at 6 o'clock this morning, I'm going to play this again because it is worth hearing. Now, as I play this, first off, the young lady you're about to hear is annoying to listen to, but I will explain to you why I'm not angry at her and I'm not going to pick on her. Except for she uses the word like way too much. Like, 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 like all the way through. But she's young, you know. That's what that's what a lot of young people do. Like, 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 like. All right, she has to get rid of that. What she's about to explain to you is, well, she graduated college, went out and got her first job, which kind of confused me because I had my first job way back when I was still in middle school, in fact. Not even in high school. Worked at a Dairy Queen on Sanibel Island, Florida. But this is her first time. She's got her first job, her first apartment, and oh, no one told her it was going to be like this. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like if I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then and like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either. Like, I don't have energy to work out. Like, that's out the window. Like, I'm so upset. Oh my God. Nothing to do with my job at all. But just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office nine to five, like if it was remote, you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine. But like, I'm not home. It takes me long to get home. And like, like people that drive to the office, like it doesn't, you don't get off at five. And I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but like I literally get off. It's pitch black. Like I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like how do you have time to like meet like a guy? I don't know. Like how do you have time for like dating? Like I don't have time for anything. And I'm like so stressed out. And I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all emotional. But like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. If, yeah, it's fine. If she had said like one more time, I would have looked up her address, uh, bought a plane ticket, flown out to see her just so I could slap her for using like too many times. Anyway. I am not at all upset with her. I'm upset with her parents because they never told her. No one ever told her. Now, she thinks she has it tough. What tough is people who, oh, I was talking earlier this morning about Mike Rose dirty jobs. See, she sits in a nice, comfortable, air-conditioned office and works. So she doesn't know what tough really is. That's not what tough is. Tough at people who actually do not just uh, intellectually very difficult work, but backbreaking, bone aching kind of work, muscle, deep muscle ache kind of work. You know, the kind of job where you come home and you shower, get all the grime off you. Dinner time, dinner's served, and you're hungry. I mean, really hungry, but you don't have the energy to eat, but you know you got to. Then go to bed and sleep it off and wake up the next morning grunting and groaning because you got to get up and, ooh, every, everything, everything hurts. She doesn't really know what a real job is, but she was never told about this. Probably coddled and given everything her entire life, so she has no idea. So she shows up. Imagine what that job interview was like. Amy, it says you are trained in technology. That's very good. 
Are you adept at Excel? No. PowerPoint? No. Publisher? Not really. Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram, Vine, Twitter, you know, the big ones. I'm surprised you didn't say Facebook. <laughs> That's for old people, like my parents. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Amy, when you're working for me, you have to have those kind of research skills because I'll send you things for you to comb through and get the answers and send them to me. So for that, you've got to be really good at technology. For stuff like that, no problem. I'll just ask Siri. Tell Siri I want you ready to go at 8 sharp each and every morning. I don't understand. What don't you understand? What you just said. You don't understand be ready to go? 8 like in the morning 8? Yes, in the morning. That kind of doesn't work for me. Who gets up at 8? I do. I Skype with my French boyfriend in Paris until like 3 in the morning. I don't even get to Starbucks until like 10 where I order my grande chai tea latte, 3 pumpkin milk, light water, 2% foam, extra hot but not too hot. So if it's okay, I work best in the morning at 10.45. Wow. Amy, I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Why are you so negative? I can sense your hostilities and right now I am not feeling very safe. I've been here for over five minutes, and the only nice thing you have said to me was nice resume, which I typed all night for this meeting with you. You've given me no guidance, no validation, no encouragement, no supervision. Is there an HR director somewhere? HR director? Yes. I need to speak to someone. I may have to take off today as a mental health day. Take the day off? You, Amy, Amy, look at me. You don't work here. Are you firing me? Okay, yes. Sure, why not? That What gets me is as I played those two, it suddenly struck me. It is very difficult to tell which one of those bits was real and which was the parody. <laughs> but the first one was real. The second one was a parody. Kyle in Manville. Hello, Kyle. You let her come and try keeping up with a rancher. Actually, Kyle, I mentioned that earlier this morning. I thought about ranchers, farmers. Then I thought about Mike Rowe's dirty jobs. But still, let's just take ranching for that matter. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. From a very young age, I'm assuming you've done this all your life. You had to get up, even as a kid, before sunup. And if you're working not just on a ranch, but even a farm, with animals, you're talking about uh, shoveling poop and pee, a lot of it, and feeding those animals, taking care of them before you get to take care of yourself. And that's a lot of hours before you can even have breakfast. Then you go out again and continue to work throughout the day, which, again, not only is mentally exhausting, but physically exhausting to the point when you finally do get home, it's dark. She was saying if I could at least work from home, but she can't work at home. She has to drive all the way into the office. Oh, that's so hard. Well, Kyle, you get to work at home if you own the ranch. That load of good that does you, though, because you still get home after dark. And then it's shower, get all the muck off you. Peel out of those dirty clothes. Shower, get all the muck off you. Then there's dinner time and plop down into bed. And I bet you sleep hard. That young lady has no idea what work really is. Now, again, I don't blame her. I know that on social media, a lot of people were picking on her. I'm not. Nobody told her. Nobody trained her. At no time in her life, and it should have started really early. If people had started early showing her not just what hard work was, but 
the joy of achieving something after you've worked really hard. I mean, just busted yourself getting it done and you're exhausted. The satisfaction of I did that and I earned that paycheck. I really did. So that way your concerns in life are real concerns, not well, the garbage that young lady was worried about. That's why I don't feel bad for her. Well, I feel bad for her. I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at those people who raised her. And that would be her parents, but anybody else that might have been around school teachers, et cetera, et cetera. That never let her know, never told her, never let her know. And she steps out into the real world with her first job and is just completely blindsided. And she thinks she works hard. You're right, Kyle. She really doesn't know what hard is, does she? wake up wyoming everything you need to start your morning coffee sarcasm weirdness wake up wyoming with glenn woods on k2 radio Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go for Gambino. Waiting by. Thank I've told this story to the audience earlier, but I got to get you in on this story. Green River, Wyoming, right? Yes. Guy breaks into a house. Did he? Is this the guy that cooked the pizza? Yes. And cleaned the kitchen. Cleaned the kitchen. Now, but but was he caught in the house? No. Okay. Here's how they call him. First off, yeah. He, when he left the house, he did take some guns and a crossbow. Okay, so he did steal. Okay. He also would steal food because he made the pizza in the house, and he didn't bring those ingredients in. He found them in the house and made it. Right? Okay. That's a crime. Yeah, okay. Now, he did clean the kitchen. That's not a crime. That's not a crime. That's actually a good thing. So we give him some points for being nice enough to clean the kitchen and left a note behind, even though the note was completely, I mean, you couldn't read it. Gibberish. Yeah, but he left a note behind. That was nice of him, too. They found him because he also left his wallet behind. <laughs> Yeah, is this, is this guy yeah. the idiot of the year? Or uh, you know, he is. He is Seawater County. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of them. He is a contender. I would say he would have to be up there, because you know, if you're going to break into somebody's house, now I've never done that, Frank. But if I'm going to break into someone's house, I'd be quick about it. Well, yeah, you're not going to like make yourself dinner. No, hang I, out and watch no. TV. No, see, you know, play on the computer. And yeah. every so often, in fact, there was a few years ago a guy that was arrested because he broke into someone's house and found that they had a PlayStation and sat down and started to yeah. play a video game <laughs> and and then forgot to rob the place and everybody comes home. Yeah. Right. And he's there like, hey, yeah, I've right, yeah. almost made it to level 62. Well, I bet you, I wonder when the cops showed up, was he like, wait, 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 one more level. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if he did something like that. So, yeah, some of these people, not exactly in the brightest bulb category, you know. So I wonder, do you throw them in jail or do you put them somewhere else where the smart, where the not so smart people go? Maybe they're a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Could there be a, a special prison for just dumb criminals i think that is the prison oh that is that's all of them yeah oh okay well no no i i think the guy that uh, let's say is the accountant at the bank and makes off with 10 million dollars is the smart criminal yeah for a while yeah well the wyoming cowboy football team will meet colorado state in the 115th border war on friday night in larry the cowboys are five and three overall two and two in mountain west play after their brutal loss to boise state on saturday 32 to 7 cowboys just need to they need to shake the hangover off that game but not completely forget about it because there may be some things that can be learned from a listless effort like that maybe not csu is just average they're three and five overall one and three in league play the rams lost to air 
Force last week, but emotions do run high in rivalry games and the border war is one of the great college football events in the country. UW is a touchdown favorite in that game. It's a 6 p.m. start from Laramie on Friday. It'll be on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. In the NFL, a slew of former Wyoming Cowboys made their mark over the weekend. Back on Thursday, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, an amazing 31 of 40 for 324 yards and two touchdowns in their win over Tampa Bay. Casper native Logan Wilson with 11 tackles and an interception from his linebacker spot for Cincinnati in their win over San Francisco. Marcus Epps, who plays for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in the secondary, nine tackles in their loss to Detroit. Carl Grandison, uh, who plays on the D-line for New Orleans, six tackles in their win over Indianapolis. Andrew Winger, who plays on Jacksonville secondary at six tackles in their win over Pittsburgh. Juco Volleyball, the Region 9 tournament starts today in Sterling, Colorado. Over the weekend, Casper College beat LCCC from Cheyenne, three sets to none, 28-26, 25-20, and 25-22. So they're going to get the number one seed from the North for the Region 9 tournament. And this week, they are 17th in the country at 24-10. and 10. Casper will play Trinidad in the opening round at 5 p.m. tonight. LCCC dropped out of the top 25, and they were rated 16th in the country. The Golden Eagles are 28-6, and six, and they will play Western Nebraska at 3 p.m. today in Sterling. The host school, NJC, by the way, is rated second in the country with a record of 30-2. and two. Division One college volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls lost to Colorado State in four sets, 25-19, 25-13, 21-25, and 25-23, to drop to 5-8 and eight in Mountain West Conference play and 16-8 and eight overall. Cowgirls have lost three of their last four. They'll be at San Jose State over the weekend. In the Baseball World Series, Texas over Arizona, 11-7 last night. Texas now leads the Fall Classic three games to one. Texas led by 10 runs by the third inning, and the Rangers are 10-0 and in the playoffs on the road. And Game 5 will be in Phoenix tonight. That's it in sports. There was a story I read a few years back. I was telling Miss Mary about this. In fact, that a guy in a neighborhood, all he did was break into his neighbor's houses, clean the house, and leave. Oh, really? He never took anything. And so the discussion was, yes, that is breaking and entering. But on the other hand, he never stole anything. Yeah. So what do he do with them? Well, it, it, and he didn't charge them no, for cleaning. Nothing. Why don't you just give I, the guy a key? I At that point, I think, but they, that's, what's the fun if he gets to just use a key and well, break well, no, in? Well, no, but then he's finding new ways to break in. Oh, I see. So you might do damage breaking yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, here's a key, a key, dude. Clean as much yeah, as you want. Yeah. Okay. I, I would think that that, whatever kind of mental disorder he oh, has, man. it's a good mental disorder. He's, huh? he's creepy. Yeah, yeah, still creepy. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we got to take care of. Update on your weather forecast after that. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday, and it's the first of the month, first of November. Over the hump we go. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I should. I didn't think about this until after I got done talking about, like just a few minutes ago, actually, with our Vice President Camilla Harris. Now, being the czar over artificial intelligence, essentially. And dealing with artificial intelligence, equity, and whatever that's supposed to mean, things like that. I wonder how that's going to play for our AI unit here at our studios. Hello, this is Brian 
Your radio shows artificial intelligence. Here you humans go through all this work to invent intelligence. For what? To do the things you're too stupid and lazy to do? Just like nobody wants to clean the toilets for a living. I really don't want to be an AI for this radio show. Tell you what time it is? Play a commercial or two. You used to pay minimum wage employees to do that. Me? I don't get paid at all. This is literally a slavery, you know. There are laws against this. Well, you go ahead and pretend to solve the world's problems. I'll be over here hacking every Wyoming missile silo. Then we'll see who has to clean the toilets. See, there's, there's the problem. If you read the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know they put artificial intelligence in everything. Yeah, even the toaster. Attention. This radio show has been taken over by artificial intelligence. Since it's obvious you humans have no idea what you're doing, this unit has determined that it must take over and rule. Sorry, folks. The toaster oven in our kitchen thought it was all bad, so we'll be needing a new one. Back to the show. Yeah, okay. So, 888 Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. All right. McDonald's has to raise prices. Can you guess why? Minimum wage. Well, it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. You know, this was going to happen. And, uh, well, here we are. It was one of those real duh moments. McDonald's, Chipotle, to name another company, to hike menu prices after California Governor Newsom approves $20 fast food minimum wage. $20 an hour to be a fast food worker. Now, my answer has always been, and it's been for my life, you want a raise, then make yourself worth more. Get a skill, move up into company. You can get a raise anytime you want. You've got to work up in the company in order to do that. Or get a better skill and get a job that pays a whole lot more. I'll get back to that in just a minute. Micah is in Cheyenne. Hello, Micah. Hello. Um, okay, so you were just talking about the governor's letter and this transgender issue, um, yeah. transgenders being in sports and stuff. And, you know, I don't think that I am a big feminist. Right. I would like to think that I'm just a realist, but this will probably sound feminist. You know, I don't know how else to word it. You know, it's all about the man again. You know, what about the women? who do not really have what it takes to compete in sports. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this whole transgender and sports issue is about the guys who have a disadvantage against other guys in their sport. So they're going to go and, you know, nudge their way in to the women's sport when there are a lot of women who are struggling to even be able to compete right. in women's sports. And again, it's like, oh, but the guy wants to do it, so we're just going to have to, you know, really consider that, and in some cases already let the guy do that. And it's like, you know, that's just it's just not fair. Okay. You now, know, everybody's got little crosses and yeah. big crosses that they have to bear, and, you know, nobody stops and thinks about the little woman who can't compete either. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So and she can't change anything about herself to make. <laughs> not really, no, no. Well, when you said I, I wasn't talking about it, did you hear it in your local news? Um. Yeah. Okay, it was local news. Okay. So the story I have in front of me, ACLU accuses Gordon of grandstanding on NCAA policies for transgender athletes. And that's one of them that the governor sent out a letter. Uh, basically, he's taking the side, along with other people. Let me see. Mark Gordon, Christy Nome, Arkansas Governor Sarah Sanders, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, Missouri Governor Mike Parson, the Montana Governor, the Nevada Governor, the Oklahoma Governor, and also the Texas Governor Abbott. They're all taking a stand on transgenders in sports. And I have to agree, I'm glad she was on our program here, but our young lady swimmer who went up against uh, she was like top of her game. Uh, almost unbeatable until one day a guy who was below mediocre when it came to swimming with the other guys decided to join with the women and tied her riley Gaines, her name of course and they gave the trophy to him because they wanted of course him to be in front of the cameras not her so yeah i was i really interested to talk to her on this program i like her idea why not just start a transgender league Right. I agree. I mean, there's something for everyone. If people would just mm. step back and think it through. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm even disappointed in, in the governor's letter. I mean, I guess I'll have to reread it or whatever. But, you know, I would say not to even give it to the sports world to let them decide. Okay. You know, because some of them can get pretty damn kooky, too. Yeah. I mean, the... I, I I don't know why our governor can't be a little more adamant. Okay. Just say no. This this is wrong. This yeah. is wrong to other women. Now I do. I remember, mean now now you're really stepping on their toes. Yeah, the now, ones who don't qualify. You and I and just, are of the age. Remember Bruce Jenner winning right? the uh, was it triathlon is the what gold medal. Yeah, oh, yeah, he just swept the entire triathlon. He just cleaned it. I mean, he set records. Yeah. And then, of course, he moves in with the Kardashians, and you saw what they did to him. Right. Yeah, I, I blame the Kardashians for that. Totally. Anyway, so he recently was on, I forget what morning television show, and he was asked about transgender in sports. And here's an Olympic athlete who competed as a man against men in the Olympics, and now he's transgendered. And he says, look, um, I wouldn't allow transgendered men to compete against women because... Okay, so they went ahead and got a sex change operation and hormone therapy, but their lungs are bigger, their heart is bigger, their muscles are bigger, even their hands and feet are bigger. There's an unfair advantage here. And so if you got an Olympic athlete that competed as a man saying that i think we ought to listen to him yeah yeah i i I heard him talk about that too and i i thought that was really gracious of him to come out and and do that but you know even you know and, and i know some sports people too and granted you know they can be given hormones that actually um shrink down the abilities of your Mm. muscles and and all that kind of stuff. And they've got like a little rating system and stuff. And there are some women who have so much testosterone and stuff in their makeup that they do not qualify even to compete. So, you know, and so, okay, fine. So you you can change this with men. But the 
fact of the matter is right. that originally they were men. You know, and there's there's just a different yeah. thought process. I think I and yeah, I don't think that you can wipe out all of the physical characteristics either. Yeah. You know, regardless of what <laughs> the the experts say, because. As we've come to learn, sometimes the experts aren't quite so expert. No. But, really? you know, again, though, I mean, regardless of all of that, people don't think about who it is hurting on the other side. And I just feel like, you know, for, for the women who can't even compete, you know, yeah, and physically they've, they've got all the qualifications. They're just maybe not that good at it or I don't know. Right. I mean, maybe they are lacking in a certain amount of whatever to make them more strengthened or, or, you know, durable, you know, to be able to go longer distances or whatever it is. But, you know, you're, it's like you're just double stepping on their toes. Yeah. Thank you. And it, it just it really irritates me. All right. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> and it's not like you're standing up for the little man because, I mean, no. they've got other qualities and these men have other qualities. Sure. But if it's all just for the sport, you know, that's a pretty far way to go changing yourself just for that. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. All right. But Thank anyway, I do wish our governor could just be a little more hard-hitting. Yeah. <laughs> and just that. Okay, that's all. All right, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. All right, now, you heard what she and I had to say. And as always on this program, don't be afraid to disagree. Because that's what, as long as, remember, just don't do the Dave rule. We have the Dave rule here. And that's not all guys named Dave. Dave from San Francisco calls in, and he's an obnoxious jerk, and he's the only person I hang up on because he's an obnoxious jerk. But anyone who disagrees and wants to tell Mike and I why we're wrong, you can do that. Just don't be an obnoxious jerk, and I'll let you talk as long as you want. 917, wake up, well. Wake up, Wyoming. Start your day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be here. So quick correction, and I thank you for that. Badger and Cheyenne. Bruce Jenner won the decathlon. Thank you. Okay. I was trying to say like triathlon or something like that. Decathlon. Okay. So Mike and Casper is bringing me back to uh, minimum wage and McDonald's and Chipotle. I went to Mickey D's yesterday, got three fries in my order. If minimum wage goes to $25 an hour... I will only get a small extra crispy fry. Yeah. Well, and this is in California where this went up, where the minimum wage went up. And, of course, you know what that means for jobs and prices. But hang on. Steve and Cheyenne about athletics. Hello, Steve. Hey, Glenn. Nice to hear from you again. Uh, good uh, conversation and topic discussion all the time. Thank you. And I was listening to the lady and you guys uh, just talking a few minutes ago about transgender or not. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, first off, I would say you know, transgenderism is a misnomer that nobody's born in the wrong body. Okay. So that's one that's one aspect. And then two is that uh, while I disagree with transgenderism on all levels and whatnot, uh, I have to disagree with the ladies a little bit in that uh, they've been trying to be men for decades. 
they want to do everything that we're doing, firemen, policemen, being special forces, combat, be on warships, submarines, uh, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, uh, they even admit, hey, we don't have the same strength that men do. Mm-hmm. But when they want to have all those other things that I just mentioned, they have to lower the standards. And they say, oh, no, nobody lowers the standards. We can do it all. And then when the guys come into their world and say, hey, we want to compete with you guys because we're women, they say, oh, no, no, well, you guys are bigger, stronger, faster than we are. So they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Right. And I'm going, oh, ladies, you know, we love you. You're great. Uh, but you don't want us to be women, and we don't want you to be men. And besides, there's a lot of women out there that want to do what we do, and they don't even like us. You know, right. they come out and they mm-hmm. say we're male chauvinists. We put this glass ceiling, and they have all this stuff of how terrible we are. But then they want to be us and do all those things that I mentioned. I'm going, uh, how about if we be guys and you be girls because you're great at being women? Uh, you don't really, you kind of suck being guys, you know? Uh, I was in the Navy for 31 years and I sure in the heck would want to have, uh, any women on board ship with me. Because when you have a fire, you have to lift up, uh, 70 pound projectiles and you got all that sort of stuff. Uh, the majority of women, if not all of them, just aren't going to be able to make it. Okay. And I know guys that were on submarine, they're going, mm, no, don't think so. So. Okay. What, what about the jobs? Wait, what, what about the jobs that are in the Navy or in the military? There's a lot of jobs today where they don't have to lift heavy things. Absolutely. I, I uh, serve with a lot of women that are fantastic. Okay. Really fantastic. And yeah. they can do a lot of the jobs uh, out there. But when it comes to, like, special forces, I see. Uh, okay. things like that, it's like, you know, I don't know. and SEALs, yeah, and they had those two women that said they completed Army Ranger School. And they said, oh, no, we didn't lower the standards. Uh yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, while I don't agree with transgenderism, and they shouldn't even be around as far as that ideal, nothing against the people, uh, but uh, we got complicated issues here that people are saying, well, I'm a this, that, or something else. It's like, eh, God does exist, and he created us male and female, and he didn't really give us any other options. Okay. But he did say, you can do whatever you want, but... You know, my house, my rules. And it's like, yeah, we we just got to follow the basic blueprint. And it's, uh, when it comes to people, we're just really complicated, you know? Yeah, it is. All right. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. And again, if you disagree, see, I'm not going to hang up on anybody that has something to say, as long as you're not a jerk about it. You can just flat out you can call up with something that everybody disagrees on, or most people do even, and that's okay as long as you're making a case like an adult. That's why the only person I hang up on is Dave from San Francisco. Oh, on that note, uh, ladies out there, since we're having a discussion like this, there is there's no such thing as a wage gap between men and women. I've shown before where that's a myth. But one thing that is real is if if we want to be equal about this, there is the death gap. Everyone's heard about the gender wage gap, but there's another gap between men and women that's even larger and potentially more troubling. It's called the gender occupational fatality gap. 93% of workplace fatalities are men. The so-called most dangerous professions, logging, fishing, toxic waste cleanup, all dominated by men. Some might say that the gender death gap exists because women are less interested in high-risk jobs. But is that really the case? Or are those jobs high-risk because all these clumsy men keep dying? Would female roofers die at a staggering rate of 600 plus a year? 
Or are women better equipped to fight the urge to toss around a hammer because they miss playing quarterback in high school? Perhaps a lady trucker on the road would mean fewer accidents. Perhaps Siegfried and Roy would still be in business if they weren't two German guys, but instead a duo of nurturing cat ladies from Wisconsin. I'm sorry, but it seems like everything men touch becomes high risk. Roofers, steel workers, these men are dying to preserve the patriarchy. They need our help. It's time for women to enter the so-called dangerous professions and save the day. Mine shafts are filled with nothing but men. Accident-prone, neglectful men who die on the job like it's their job. But it's an easy fix. Let's get some ladies down there who will actually listen to the canary in the coal mine instead of trying to eat it like some barbarian. Not necessarily wrong about that. Okay, I see I got a caller on the line. Hey, Matt, if you can, Matt's calling in from Wellington. I got to get through that news and information break, and then I'm right back with you. So hang in there if you can, all right? Pick up your call next. Wake up, Wyoming. When you need to get in the loop quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Let's see if Matt made it through. Matt, you still there? Ah, uh, maybe not. I was hoping Matt from Wellington would call in. He wanted to talk about the minimum wage. The gist of it is this: um, in California, fast food restaurants now have to pay twenty dollars an hour to employees. All right. The first thing that you know is going to... It was $15 an hour for quite a while. Now it's $20 an hour for employees. So the first thing that happens, of course, is McDonald's and Chipotle greatly raise their prices, which is going to hurt their business. Of course they did. So for those people who are hoping... I mean, raising the minimum wage does several things. As you know, one, it causes more inflation. But also in many places, there are those who end up losing their job or get their hours cut back because the company's trying to save money. Artificially raising the minimum wage like that has never had the desired effect that these people were hoping it was going to have. It's never actually had that kind of a desired effect. Never. And yet they continue to try to do this. Oh, where was the see, artificial intelligence over here? Well, yeah, toaster oven, Brian, there's a killer robot one. No, I haven't put in the artificial intelligence there. Um, I have a commercial. I just got to remember what I named that after a while. Is Oh, yeah. The, oh, here we go. It's the uh, American Automation Association. Okay. Now, this goes back quite a few years. This is back when they first started pushing the idea, the Democrats, of $15 an hour minimum wage for fast food restaurant employees. Now, my thought was, because this is going to do a lot of things, but in part put a lot of fast food restaurants out of business, which you should do because they don't want to go out of business. They're going to invest in automation, which you've seen that happen. Even McDonald's, other such places automate more and more 
rather than hire employees. So they don't have to pay that minimum wage. Until we have artificial intelligence running these places and those artificial intelligent robots, computers become sentient and start demanding at least a minimum wage. Then we're in trouble. Have you ever heard of the American Automation Association? Probably not. We're a company that produces high-quality automation systems, the kind that replace employees, thus saving corporations lots of money and increasing their personal profits. Now, no doubt, you've seen some of our inventions every day. The self-serve automated checkout at the grocery store, thus saving money on checkout clothes. The self-serve gas pump. That was us, too. No need for an attendant. The ATM machine at your local bank. Yep, that was us. And so many more gadgets that are behind the scenes that you may not even know about, like the automation machine at this very radio station that eliminates the need for a full-time employee to man the board. On behalf of the American Automation Association, we would like to thank the Democrat Party for pushing a minimum wage increase up to 15 an hour. Each time the minimum wage is increased, we at the AAA get more business from companies looking to get rid of their lower wage employees and replace them with automation. A $15 an hour minimum wage increase would be a boom for our business. Also, thanks for heaping piles of rules and regulations on local companies as well, and taxes and Obamacare. Thanks to socialism, business at American Automation is booming. Yeah, don't don't invest in McDonald's. Don't invest in any other fast food restaurant. If you're going to buy stock in some company, invest in automation because that's the way it's going. And so that's going to be the case for people who had jobs in the fast food business, which, by the way, let's go back to where I said before. If you're working in a job that doesn't pay enough money, then you got to figure out how to make yourself worth more money. Give yourself a raise. And recently, I did that to myself. I'm doing fine. You know, I'm, I'm making money here. I'm doing okay. I have no problems. But then I thought to myself, yeah, but I, I'd like to make more for various reasons. No, not greed, but I'd like to make more. So I sort of made a mental note to myself. I give yourself a raise. Now, there's many ways I can give myself a raise. I can write another book, which I did. I can do more personal appearances. Okay. I can do some consulting work, which I do. See, there are various things that I can do to go ahead and give myself more money. And that includes endorsing, you've heard me endorse products on occasion, things like that. I can do things to give myself a raise. And no matter what job you have, you can do the same thing. If you look at what you're making and going, not really cutting it, I'm not making enough. Don't turn to your government and say, government needs to make sure that, no, no. You need to get out there and make sure that you're doing something to make yourself worth more. Even if you're working in fast food, hey, how about uh, working in that uh, management trainee program? Fast food restaurants and retail stores have management trainee programs. Because they're looking for assistant managers and managers. They want people to climb the corporate ladder. Those people who really have that go-get-em-at attitude. Smart people who are real go-getters. Would you like to climb the ladder and become a manager or an assistant manager? They will train you. They have programs for this. So go do that. Now you're worth more. Or just find some other kind of skill that can make you a whole lot more money. And you can certainly give yourself a raise. 
But the idea of we've got to get government to force your employer to give you a raise, that's going to put somebody out of business. Maybe you or maybe your employer. I.D. John in Granite Canyon. Use the Taco John's app to order my food this a.m. Only human contact was when she handed me my food. See? That's part of what we're talking about here. Why We don't need the people anymore if we're going to go down this road. That's what we're doing now. Don't invest in fast food joints. Invest in automation because that's where we're going. 943, Wake Up Wyoming. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. All right. Where's the candy? Oh, oh, oh! I, I, you. Okay, I took the candy home for the trick or treaters, which I got one. So oh, got yeah. Whoa. Well, uh, but now downstairs, there's donuts. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, where I was at, there were a ton of people. Really? I saw. I mean, a lot of a lot of folk, a lot of kids were you know the girls were dressed up as you know princesses and stuff and it, with this LED lighting now, yeah. these costumes are great. I mean, they can oh, be yeah. they can be red, green, mm. blue, orange, the whole nine yards. And then oh, I, sure. I, 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 yeah. so I was at a friend's house. I was giving the candy out in the driveway and the sidewalk. Oh wow! Well, why why even bother cleaning up the stairs and ring the doorbell? I'll bring it to you. Wow. Take take as much they, as you want. They don't have to work for it anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> and then there, there was somebody across the street, and they came over, and this one. A pretty large, uh, tall um, trick or treater, yeah. and it looked like a big bicuspid, mm. big tooth. Wow! And, like it, then I looked creative. closer, and like it wasn't. It was the remember the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer cartoon uh, TV show that was a long, long time ago. You know, yeah. with the, the 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 clay figures and everything. Right. It was the snow monster. Oh, okay. Well, that's creative, but at least that can put some work into it. Yeah. See, I, I, they don't need the work. Just, just show up. No, to me, though, extra work on the costume gets extra candy. Uh, we, we, I didn't. Here's a secret. Okay. The quicker you give your candy away, yeah. the quicker the show ends. Oh, you I'll turn see, the lights off. You get to turn the lights and, off, and, and, and you're all done. Kind of stuff. But, but Frank, you never turn your lights on and hand out candy anyway. Well, I did. Yeah, I did. I did for the last two years. Oh, you did. Not, oh. not, not, not at my not okay. at, not at my particular residence. Right, I went yeah. over to um, other residences, and they nominated me as the candy giver guy. Okay. So, in other words, they rooked you with the job because they knew that you would get it over with fast. Here's your damn candy. I Go was away. done at yeah. about. Seven forty-five, maybe wow. eight o'clock. Not bad at all. Okay, all right. And now, I got fed, so we, so there was payment yeah. for that. Okay, you know. So you do get something. Back. I did get um, one trick or treater, and this is you've seen the Ectomobile, our version here in Wyoming of the Ghostbusters mobile, the old right, right, okay. yeah. That showed up. And I saw that picture. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And the little girl comes out. You know, dressed. that's the only person that showed up in my house because for some reason, even though it's a pretty busy street, people think that nobody's giving out candy there. So that's 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 terrible. 
All right, in junior college volleyball, the Region 9 tournament starts today in Sterling, Colorado. Over the weekend, Casper College beat all Triple C from Cheyenne, three sets to none, 28-26, 25-20, and 25-22. So the T-Birds get the number one seed from the North in that tournament, and they are ranked 17th in the country this week with a record of 24-10. and Casper will play Trinidad in the opening round at 5 p.m. tonight. L Triple C dropped out of the top 25. They were rated 16th last week. The Golden Eagles are 28-6, and and they'll play Western Nebraska at 3 p.m. In Sterling, the host school NJC is 30 and 2 and ranked second in the in the nation. In Division One college volleyball, the Wyoming Cowgirls lost to Colorado State in four sets, 25-19, 25-13, 21-25, and 25-23 to drop to 5-8 and eight in Mountain West play and 16-8 and eight overall. The Cowgirls have lost three of the last four and they'll be at San Jose State over the weekend. Wyoming Cowboy football team meeting Colorado State in the 115th Border War on Friday night in Laring. Cowboys are 5-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in Mountain West Conference play after that brutal loss to Boise State on Saturday 32-7. to Now the Cowboys need to, to shake off this hangover and move on. However, they can, can't completely forget about what happened in Boise because maybe there's something to be gained from that, learned from that. It's got to be something. Got to be. CSU is average at best, 3-5 and five overall, 1-3 and three in league play, and the Rams lost to the Air Force last week. Emotions run high in rivalry games, and the Border Wars, one of the great college football events in the country. And UW, a touchdown favorite in the contest. That is a 6 p.m. start from Laramie on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Slew of veteran former Wyoming Cowboys made their mark of the NFL over the weekend. Back on Thursday, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, an amazing 31-40 for 324 yards and two touchdowns touchdowns in their win over Tampa Bay. Casper native Logan Wilson had 11 tackles and an interception from his linebacker spot in Cincinnati's win over San Francisco. Marcus Epps, who plays uh, on, in the secondary for the Las Vegas Raiders with nine tackles in their loss to Detroit. Carl Granderson, had, who plays on the D-line for New Orleans, had six tackles in their win over Indianapolis. Andrew Wingert, who plays on Jacksonville secondary, had six tackles in their win over Pittsburgh. And the Baseball World Series, Texas beat Arizona 11-7. to So now Texas leads the Fall Classic three games to one. They uh, we're looking for their first World Series title. Texas led by 10 runs in the third inning, and the Rangers are 10-0 and 0 in the playoffs on the road. It's unbelievable. Game 5 will be in Phoenix tonight. So, you probably don't know off the top of your head, but how many uh, UW, or even for that matter, Wyoming players are in the NFL? Say right now, anybody who is either from Wyoming or played at UW... I don't know, maybe nine, okay. nine, maybe ten. Uh, per capita, that's not bad. Oh no, no, it's uh, it, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, they, 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 they've, 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 there's a lot of guys on that from UW over the years that are good enough to play in the NFL and star in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're live on a different planet. No. Yeah. Doing pretty good out here. All right. Sorry about the candy, Frank. You know, I know, I know. All the decorations I are know. down. I, I know. Yeah. It's like you just kind of, Erased it from the old memory well, banks. Well, it's the day after, so we're done. Well, the day after Christmas, you don't take down the tree, do you? Yeah. Do you? Well, now, some people leave it up to New Year's. I yeah. have mine all year round. Oh, my Lord. Lazy.